Welcome to Encounter. This is a podcast and radio show where we seek to encounter Christ, culture, and community. And tonight, it is not Joe, Cole, and Adam, because Cole is not here. So it is just Joe and Adam, and Joe is plugging in his computer, so I'm going to monologue for a moment. Uh, tonight, we are going to start with uh, the Christian card conversation game. It says game, but I don't understand how it's a game. Um, it says go and ask uh, the rules are ask people the question and whatever answer gets the most votes at the end of the round wins. Um, so this will not be a game with two people because we would just vote for each other. <laughs> um, and so that is uh, we're just going to have conversation topics. So there are four subcategories. There are icebreakers, hot topics, interpretations, and stories. And uh, we have, we're going to start with the hot topics because that's a more entertaining thing to listen to. And so... Um, we are going to start. So let's, uh, let's pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, we uh, come before you today, and we are looking to have gospel-centered conversation, um, to be pursuing you, God, uh, with our, our humor, with our uh, interpretations of Scripture, um, with our understanding of you, God, to align our will with yours and just let us have some, some fun um, with good fellowship. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. All right, so Joe, you ready? Good. All right. Do you believe that all sins are equal? Um, no. I think all sins separate you from God, and I think all sins put Christ on the cross. But I don't think all sins are equal. I think when he, when Jesus talks about the Pharisees, and he talks about um, they do these things, but they ignore the weightier uh, things. I think he does level. Some sins over others. Um, yeah, I was the. I think it needs clarification. Equal in consequence, for sure. No, you know, like equal right. in, in weight of eternity or in weight on earth. Like right, right. Obviously, it does need like murder yeah, is a little yeah. bit uh, less or more intense, uh, depending on who you murder. Um, all right, uh, why? Oh, hold on. Which Bible character would you most likely have to bail out of jail often? So I'm more, like I would say Peter or Paul, like the most jailed ones in the New the Testament. The most jailed ones, yeah. Um, like in today's world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like what? Like if the New Testament characters were alive today. Oh, New Testament? It's got to be? No, I oh, just... Oh, okay. Just, um, the most brash, bold Christians, right? Yeah, if we're going, yeah, if, I mean, if we're going good guys, you got to say, you got to say, Paul, Peter, Silas, Apollo. Um, if you're going bad guys, uh, <laughs> the Barabbas. <laughs> true, yeah. the antagonists. Uh, yeah. Um, Old Testament, uh, probably your big heavy hitter like Gideon and Samson, and like anybody in Judges, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Anybody who judges, all of them. Yeah. Do you want to take a shot? Yeah, mine. Okay, you got the hot topic. You got hot. I thought it was supposed to be hot topics. The next one's a little bit. more. Oh, okay. Um, I have deeper ones. Is that what they are? I guess they're deeper. Yeah. Um, Interpretate. What color are you? White. Other than the, other than white, what color are your cards? Other than white, what color? Green. Green interpretations. Interpretations. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, for you, what does contentment mean? contentment mean and do you think you're good at it Ooh, 
So, um, at peace, being content okay. with what you're given. Is that the phrasing? Is that what, you're, I, is that I, what you mean? Yeah, I mean, that's the, all I said. What does contentment mean? So, contentment me? means at peace. It's when I am uncomfortably dependent on God. That is when I am most content. So, when I have made decisions that lead me to a conclusion that is opposite of what the world would choose... That is when I had the least anxiety about what I'm doing. Okay. So even for like job interviews and stuff, like saying, can I have a family and faith and work here? What that does is, is it takes it away from the will of myself and, the, and put it in the hands of the will of God. Um, because when you do that, then it's like, this is who I am. This is, you know, the type of person I, I, I am. This is the faith that I have. Um, it puts it into like, all right, God, if you want me to have this, I've identified who I am you sort it out. If I hide that and just say, yeah, I'm available all the time. I can work every night um, instead of going to church and just tell them that. Um, then that's my will. And then I get anxious and mm. then I'm not content. So okay. it's when I'm aligned with the will of the Father. Do you think you're fairly good at it? Like, do you hmm. Are you implying something or no? No, I'm asking. Okay. No, 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 I'm not. I don't know. You can only tell because you... I mean, honestly, um, I'm getting there. Yeah, I mean it's okay. a it's a process of like my yeah. you know it's not like I'm going to ever even get there, but um, I've gotten better at it over the past few years. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's because like when I first became an educator in the school that I work in, it was like just for whatever reason I was like, okay, I'm rooting. This is it. Like I, right. forty three. I would have to work forty three years as a teacher to retire. And I was like, that's, I can still do ministry at night. I get done mm -hmm. kind of early in the day. Like this is, this is the career. Summer's off. Yeah. Summer's off. Like it's a good job for a family. And then, you know, over time, I didn't change my heart. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to coach forever. I right. wanted to be a soccer coach. I don't do that anymore. And it was just, I lost the desire to do it. Mm -hmm. And that opened up lots of opportunities to like start the Fellowship Christian Athletes. You know, like it was just, I think I always had this vision of, submitting to the will it would be a decision for me it's been god takes away the desires of my heart that are of the flesh like so, the it's, more like, so bring, it's not even a decision it doesn't even i mean the decision is to do it but it's also like it's the clear it's the one that brings you most joy and contentment so it's it would actually looks the most appealing because you found that there's no f nine years in doesn't matter how many kids went to d3 soccer you know no right, right. and you're like oh so that's the fruit of that that's not that rewarding right, you know? right but right. then i've also seen somebody come to know my lord and savior jesus christ right. because of like that that fruit back and forth is like i don't even want to do that anymore regardless right right sure so how about you no i think this is literally one of my biggest struggles <laughs> And I think it's kind of like what you said um, as far as like I, I can't stop my brain from like I'm a, I think at my core like I'm, a, I'm like a visionary and I don't mean that in like a boastful way I just mean like mm. I just like envision things I'd agree and it leads me to not be able to be content in the now because I'm uh, whatever we're doing, yeah. I'm always like, oh man, how sick would it be if we could do this and this and that, you know? And that makes what you're doing now look not so cool. Yeah, it's like, so, um, or but I've also had to, uh, another thing is like I've also done a lot of things, so I want or I've seen things done. Like I want to do those things and like 
when I can't do them, it make it gives me this like spirit of like uh, discontent. Yeah, because I guess I'm just not living in the now. I'm living in the, like what could be. I would say it's very accurate. Yeah, like, it must be exhausting. No, it's dude. It's, oh my, you have no idea, bro. Like I'm not even kidding. It, I can't. And I, I don't know if I need to be medicated or what. Like I, I cannot. It wasn't an insult. I'm no, just I'm saying not, I, I'm I've not, heard, I've heard no, your brain for years, and I know it's, it's always exhausting, next dude. It's like yeah. it's always it's like it's 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 literally like it it, it hurts sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, can't I, turn I also off. can imagine you wouldn't get along with someone who's very content all of the time. Because like, you, how do you? Well, even no, communicate? I'd be very jealous. Like I'd be very like. Well, no, I meant content in to, in complacency. I was like in that way. Oh, in that like, way, yeah. It's no, like you're no. only in the now. And you're never thinking about the next step. Right. Like, yeah. I can't imagine even having a common vocabulary. Well, I think content and complacency are they different. Are. They yeah, are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, content implies a holy contentness. Correct, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how to say this without sounding... contentness. I don't know how to say this without sounding extremely not PC. But I'm... No, you, everybody will get the sentiment. When we do the special needs ministry at Calvary Chapel, Gloucester County... And you see all the kids come in with like, like you know, they have Down syndrome, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like they are like it makes me it convicts me. Oh, be- okay. Because they're so content, like just and all they they're so happy because they just live in the now. And whether that's because they're not capable or not to think five or six steps down the road, mm-hmm. like they're just happy with human beings and like living in the now. And it's like and then you really take a step back and you're like, that's really all it is. Yeah. Because you can, you can, I mean, the scripture literally says like, don't plan that. That's, that's the spirit of being discontent. Like, like don't plan what I'm going to do next year, what this, this and that. And, and, and it's like, we don't even know if you're going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, like live in, the, and they just do it so well. And yeah. And I'm not making this comparison, but that specific characteristic of what I've always loved about like a dog, like my, like Bennett. Yeah. Like he's like literally like, it's never Outside of that very second. Yeah. Ever. Never once his whole life has he planned for the next thing. But also, in our defense, he doesn't have to. Yeah, if but somebody was just had putting to, food I don't in think a bowl. Yeah, <laughs> Specifically, golden retrievers. If I didn't need long. to wear clothes and didn't have to worry about shelter or bills or where my next meal is coming from, I could, you know. It's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least we had the ability. Yeah. He just doesn't even have the ability. Yeah. That's the difference. Um, all right. Ready? What is the most influential Christian book you have read to, till now? Wow. Other, other than the scripture. Most influential Christian. Can I, can I do a couple? Yes. Is this meant to be hot, a hot topic? No, no. The, the, I mean, I'm uh, saying it's an icebreaker. Because it, it can be. <laughs> okay. oh, oh, no, it's not. Um, most influential non-biblical book. Yeah, it says book. So try to narrow down the one. Oh, gosh. I would say just for the sake of where when it when it happened in my life, I would say mere Christianity, just because okay. it was at when I was a very young, and that was like the the most intellectual thing I could, and I was so proud of myself for having read it. Yeah, and I That's was in middle, middle yeah. school, um, and it just made me feel like this is right. Like I just had like right, this extra right, confidence. Right. Yeah, and I think that long term that carried a lot of weight in my Christian walk. Hmm. That's good. I wasn't thinking of going back that like that. Um... Like everybody poops. <laughs> um, man, yeah, it's it. Is it this one? Uh, no, it's not. That is a big one, but it's not. That's that would be in the top five. He's pointing to gospel fluency. Um, oh yeah, they can't see anything. 
But I would probably, I don't know, um, dusting off the walk, uh, feet of Rabbi Jesus is, mm. um, walking in the dust of Rabbi Jesus. Yeah, that was that was a big one. Um, um, I would just leave it at that for now. Okay. Yeah, the I I think the one I because I, I could do one in each category. Because yeah, there's do you know what I mean like yeah. uh, of like yeah so like gospel fluency would be like I mean most of the books you've introduced to me in the past few years have been I would add my top five I would put that Dust Rabbi Jesus yeah that uh, gospel fluency and then is that is the what's the one with the white cover um, is that the same the white um, cover it's the, the it's the same Dust Rabbi Jesus author but it's the other one um, that she wrote white cover nice. um I think. Unless that is us, Robert. No, it's not. Well, I don't think I've read another one from her. She has another one, but she, her other one is yellow, sitting at the feet of Rabbi Jesus. Hold on. Jesus Never Said Anything New by Matt Rosenberg. This one. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah, that's not her. Yeah, Paul T. Penley. Yeah, yeah. reenacting the reenacting way of Jesus. Way. Yeah, that's, that was cool. that's another good one, too. There's some, like, key yeah. gospel stories that have new meaning. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything that gives new meaning to things that I've read a million times. Yeah, I think the on my top five too would be this one. I I read a chat. I have not read the whole thing because it is not uh, readable for the whole thing. Uh, but these are like lectures. These yeah. are Charles Spurgeon lectures. Yeah, I have that. yeah, I have that. I've never read it, but I have. So it. I've read like it's very it's topical. So you just kind of pick a chapter out and read it. But it's very dense. And um, today I was reading the first chapter, which I, I've actually never read. Um, uh, another one I really enjoyed. Now we're just talking about another yes, one I really enjoyed was um, <laughs> yeah another one I really enjoyed was uh, misreading scripture through Western eyes, mm. um, and that one I have not read that one. I I have I can give it to you. cool or somebody I know has it um, either Sophia Sophia maybe yeah, Heidi. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no that one just talks about how uh, scripture and and you know Middle Eastern culture is much more communal and America is much more individualist. And we read that into our scripture, but a lot of connections that this guy, um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was I think it was Indonesia. He lived in Indonesia for a while, and he saw how they interpreted scripture and how like a lot, a lot more of their communal type of living was more ac- that part was more accurate to the Middle Eastern culture mm. of back in the day, you know. So that part they got more right and opened his eyes to how we're misreading the communal parts as individualists and 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 things like that. But um, that one hit home a lot because Indonesia and Philippines is similar, like as far as like the uh, Eastern type of mentality. And a lot of things he was saying, I was like, man, I I know exactly what he's talking about. Like I live through that. Like yeah, yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I, I've heard good things about that. One. It's on like the Amazon's top. Yeah. Right. There's misreading scriptures through Western eyes, and then misreading scripture through individualist eyes. I only heard the first one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, your turn. Mm-hmm. I have a few that I'm like I'm, oh, I'm you afraid to ready. ask. I have seven ready. So buckle up, Sean Albert. It's going to be a long ride. <laughs> okay, I'm going to need you to talk for now. Okay. So, Jesus. No, I was kidding. Um, all right, question for you. I mean, if I talk, it's a question. <laughs> okay. So you ready? I, I got, uh, I got it. I'll end on another one. All right, go ahead. Okay. How should you manage anger as a Christian? Hmm. So I think anger as an emotion should be um, part of the long-suffering description in 
Corinthians in that I think that – so here's, here's – if you get a call from an angry parent like, as an educator, okay. the, the, the ideology behind how to handle that is let them just yell at you for the okay. first five, ten minutes. Because what it is is they have this – their psychology is that they're – something that they love, meaning their child, they believe they've been wronged. And they may come from a place where they're not mentally stable enough to handle that emotion at that moment, or uh, they're legitimately concerned about something real. And that emotion is driven deep down, usually by some good motive. And if you let them like vent to you and yell for the first five to 10 minutes of the conversation, and they can call you names, you know, you just sit there and listen. Yeah, I understand, I understand. And then once they calm down and you don't reciprocate, then that emotion subsides and then you can actually get to the heart of like what they're upset about. Okay. I've heard all that and I think I get your perspective now. So what can we do about it? And I'm sorry you feel that way. Let's, let's hear it out. Right. So I think as a believer, um, if you can recognize what side of anger you're on. So if you are the angry parent, I would say, um, it's one, if it's a legitimate, I don't want to say the word righteous anger, that's misused, but like if, if it's a legitimate thing to be angry about, you need to get to a point where the emotions aren't spurting out and you can control your tongue because that's what we're never above controlling our tongue. Mm-hmm. But then I also believe that if you are angry and it's because the cup that you have is full of bitter water and you've just been spilled then you have some introspection to do before you can even address the issue. So I think the first step would be, okay, be introspective. Why am I angry? What are my motives? Second thing would be, how can I go about addressing this with controlled anger and a controlled tongue? Hmm. Those would be my two tips. Yeah, I think all of my anger also comes into the first thing that I said about being discontent. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing because I'm a visionary. And when things don't happen or don't seem to be going – going to happen the way I envision them, I like it eats at me mm. and like I suppress it and then it builds and it builds and, but it, it all, everything comes from that. Everything comes from my thinking. Like it just, like I can't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, every, literally everything. I know I'm, a, I know I'm a, at heart and I try not to be anymore. Like, so I just suppress everything, but like, I know I'm, a, I'm a, at heart, I'm a contrarian and like I do argue and things like that, but a lot of that comes from like having already have thought a topic through, and like it's everything comes from like my overthink or just thinking too much. I don't want to say overthinking, but thinking too much. Yeah. So like not having so the anger comes from not what is the anger? How would you make that more concise? Not seeing change in the in the okay. foreseeable future. Gotcha. And I like thrive so off change. Kind of yeah. Yeah, so that's why politics aren't even a topic for us yeah. as friends. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's nothing to even talk about. Oh, yeah, they're all yeah. complacent. They're, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's flip this one over. Um, okay, name one factor that you would consider before deciding on your permanent church. So I can name one of mine. One factor. Okay, let me not. Let me not. Let me stay. Do you want me to say mine first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I 
this is just my opinion, but I require expository teaching. And okay. it can be within topical studies, but there needs to be exegetical topics. Okay. So it, I'm down with like a theme if you're doing like art disciples and you're, right, and you're right, going right. through all the disciples for 12 weeks. I'm down with that. But if you're just like – But each week needs to be exegetical. It needs to be – the scripture needs to be the focus of the, of the sermon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I prefer books one at a time. But if it's like the pastor feels it on his heart to stop Jonah and hop into like, all right, here are the characteristics of the disciples. Mm -hmm. But if you're just going from like anger to like dieting, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah, you have no place. I have no place in your church. Okay. Um, hmm. I think I need to, so I would observe for a little bit, but I think I need to see the congregation as a whole is like eager. How do, I, how do I explain this without sounding like eager to live out their faith? Okay. So from every – Like missional? Missional, being Bereans, students, um, fellowship, everything. Everything that, that comes with that being a true Christian. Like obviously a whole congregation is going to be people from all walks of life. But I mean like the, the majority needs to be like – serious about walking out their faith yeah like that's not just a like you're not going there on sundays for entertainment or mm. it's not like a you know it i need to see like no oh no this is like kind of like this body the mm. body is like serious about the faith yeah and i would i mean again these are just a this is not I, when i'm answering this this is not saying this is the only way to look for a permanent church but i i do look for a strong children's ministry because I'm a father and I look for non like an awareness that the church is not just Sundays. Um, and that manifests in groups that meet throughout the week. Mm -hmm. So not just another Wednesday night where all the group gets together, but localized groups for people to get together and, and go deeper, you know, um, with specifically chosen groups of people. Right. So yeah, I would. I think that would be, it'd be expository preaching. I like this. Um, who says this? I don't know. A guy says this in a book. It says expository preaching is the communication of. A, this is a really simplified way to describe it. Expository teaching is the communication of a biblical concept derived from the and transmitted through historical, grammatical, and literary study of a passage in its context, which the Holy Spirit first applies to the personality and experience of the preacher, and then through the preacher, applies to the hearers. So I love that that all-encompassing. Like yeah. It's specific, it's simple, but it's like, it. You so you exegete the passage, you communicate it well, and the pastor is first transformed by that teaching, and then he then conveys mm. that over. I think that last that last contextualized part of, of the preacher needs to be transformed as much or more than any of the teaching that comes out of his mouth and the hearers. So yeah, and that goes back to gospel fluency, where it's like you can't preach the gospel if it hasn't affected you first. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, to an extent, the same thing. Yeah. So I, I I do believe that there are. I mean, mankind is so fallible. So like I, you're going to find infinite amount of examples of people who aren't changed by the scripture that they're. So it's not perfect, but it's just if you're preaching on money, like, and you're you're talking about tithing or something, and it, that comes up in the scripture. Like, are, 
is your house in order? If you're, if you're telling the congregation to tithe like, and they're, you're begging them to give more money, um, your life better be marked by poverty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, 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 um, right. And the type of, not, yeah. not just poverty, but generosity towards yeah. to the Lord. So that's the genuineness of the pastor okay. is part of expository teaching. It's not just the right. teaching itself. The, yeah. the, the deliverer matters. What's yours? Um... Wait, you didn't ask a question, right? You mean the next question? That was yeah, that was yeah, that was yeah. my question. Yeah, yeah. okay. Briefs. You, oh, sorry. Do you think Jesus has a sense of humor and why? The chosen and yes. And the- <laughs> um, I don't know. I think sometimes when we hear pastors say that God has a sense of humor from parts of the scripture, it's because we're putting it through our context and not theirs. So True. I don't think that like I don't know. Like I can't even remember. I've heard that said dozen times like mm-hmm. god has a funny sense of humor it's like based off what you think he might have implied by that right, right, you right, know? Right. like um so i my this is not a scriptural basis for anything okay. but i i'm reading backwards so this is isogening just for a second well so i don't but i don't think there's a, a scripture that mentions jesus humor at all no so i think anything would be like a more holistic like reason why you have like, but this is for sure isogening like okay. i'm looking at humor and then reading back okay I think that humor brings joy, and I do believe gotcha. that, like, laughing and laughter, which is brought up, like the laughter of that, a child, yeah, yeah. you know, Psalms, Proverbs, yeah. um, is something that God revels in and enjoys because he does like it when we are happy, and I think laughter and humor spoils spills out of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that if God built it as a joy, a part of joy into creation and, and the who we are when we're in a good, joyous spot, then, but a sense of humor, I don't know how, I don't know. Like if we're made in God's image, mm-hmm. you know, in the image of God and we have it, maybe he does too, but I, I don't think his like primary goal is giggles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know how's I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just yeah. I always kind of think he has he likes it when we we revel in it and enjoy mm-hmm. laughter. But I'm not necessarily painting Jesus as like this comedian, right? Yeah, there's is that wrong? I don't know no, I think you're right. I, I mean, the only thing I would think of I, I I do think Jesus had a sense of humor in a sense of he grew in all wisdom, stature, and favor sure. favor with man and God. So it's like he was a human being. Yeah, everything one hundred percent flesh. So, I would say he had a. He was the first person to be able to master it without crossing the line. Yeah, and you know, mm. um, I mean, so again, that that could be taken that verse out of context, but it's like that's the closest thing we have to like. Yeah, he was fully, he grew and developed just like every other human being, and yeah. like part of being a human is emotion, like you said, joy and laughter. So, and and a part of that is he'd be growing in favor with men. Right. Was which, that, what chapter is that? John, uh, Luke, 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 uh, four? Luke. Yeah, I forget. It's early. Luke two. Luke, yeah, two. Luke two. Yeah. Yep. Shouts out Pastor Rick. Yeah. Um, yeah. They really, I, that message stuck with me. Yeah. It was good. All three hours of it. It was yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, All three hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The favor with men, I never uh, fully thought through, but the because you think of Christ just the end of his life. Right. He did not have favor with men in, in well, once he started status. his mission. Once he started his ministry. Once he started his yeah, ministry yeah. as the Messiah. But before that, I yeah. mean you if you're He's known what? as like this naysaying Eeyore type right. pessimist, he pressed, uh, yeah. depressed dude walking around. <laughs> yeah. 
then then you're not going to be in favor with men. So right. he had to have something that brought joy to other people. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, okay. If you were Peter in um, the garden and the soldiers are coming to um, take Jesus, um, and we know from last week's podcast um, that it's not a centurion soldier. Yeah. It's a slave. Um, it's a slave. Um, and they come to uh, to take him. What would you have done? Would you have reacted like Peter and lopped an ear off? Would you have shoved him? Would you say, take my life? Would you have killed him? Would you have shoved Jesus in front of you? Uh, well, mm. So uh, the question I'm assuming, I'm in the same, I understand as much as Peter yeah. understood. Yes. Okay. They can't go back with hindsight, right? No. Right. So you're in the moment. I definitely would have, I wouldn't have whipped out my sword and like attacked the guy. But I definitely would have like gotten to like a got in the middle of like you know if like a fight's breaking out and you get yeah. into the and you're like holding people back yeah, and like I was, I was just gonna say the same yeah. thing like yeah. like a high school fight like right push them apart like, right let's yeah. talk this out yeah, like, yeah he doesn't yeah, have to come yeah, with you yeah, right yeah, now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have tried to mediate yeah 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 exactly I would I would I would have not because <laughs> they only think about it they only had they only had two daggers yeah I've told disciples they had two daggers and I mean you got Roman soldiers coming so. I would not have brought my dagger to it. Yeah, I would. Have, <laughs> I would have not. I would have not have brought my dagger to a sword fight. Yeah, yeah. You should, I mean, that's just like I mean, you're asking be, for it. Maybe yeah. like early martyrdom at that point. Right, right, right. But for sure, I wouldn't have been just like, all right, God, I yeah, I, tr- I trust yeah. your plan. I know you. I definitely would have speaking for him, and yeah, yeah. Because especially if at that point, I wouldn't really, because no one did fully understand that he was going to die and rise again. Yeah. And, and that and quick. He said it like, a bunch of times. Oh, three years? You're only doing three years? Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's good to ask that kind of question, though. It's like, would you have done anything different? Because a lot of times it's, it's usually like, no. Right. Yeah. For all the people that we kind of look down on. Yeah. Like, oh, the freaking loser lost his temper. We just talk yeah, about no. being angry. Yeah, 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 we, we get yeah. it. All right. I just asked that one. Do you have another one? Me? Um, what are your thoughts on fasting? Hmm. Um, I think that fasting is specifically for food and water. Agreed. I think that, and I, I should have the scripture to reference mm-hmm. that, but whenever I read fasting in the Bible, it is referring to food and water. Right. When Jesus fasts for 40 days, when, you know, mm-hmm. So I think that there's a difference between Lent and fasting. I think Lent is a really great idea to give up something and becoming dependent on God in replacement of that. Like it's a Catholic thing, but I actually like, I'm down with it. Like I think it's actually a really great thing to practice in your life to give up something you love. Uh, And I think we could institute that and it would be holy. However, it is not, fasting um when daniel fasted he fasted from food and maybe he had water but you know um, or at least certain types of food so if you're fasting from like if you just say like i'm fasting i'm not playing xbox for 30 days it's like right i, I yeah. don't that may be something that god's calling you to do like yeah. please do it do it for 40 days that's for not the rest of your yeah. life but that's not what biblical fasting is right because you need to I, I, a part of fasting is like you need to feel that like hunger and like that reminds you of like real dependency. your dependency is like yeah exactly real depend like yeah. yeah you can't fast from something that didn't exist sixty years ago yeah that's crazy to me 
Yeah. When people are like, oh, I'm fasting from TV. It's like, cool. The world did that for thousands of years before. Like, yeah, it wasn't, you know, that wasn't even an option for that them was to just fast. Of life. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I do like when in Matthew 16 when he talks about like, um, uh, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure mm-hmm. their faces. Like, I feel like a lot of times people like to say when they're fasting. Yeah. You know? And it's like he deliberately says, like, actually, like, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. That'll be not be obvious to others. So like, almost literally try to hide it. Yeah. Like, it's between you and God. Um, no, I mean, that's hard, like, in the work, for, when, you, when you're just, like, not eating and people are like, oh, let's go out to lunch. And you're just like, I'm not. Like, yeah, like, so that's harder, but, yeah. You're not advertising it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone impresses you. Like, right, I'm right. sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question, though. And I, I remember a shout out to Mike Marks. Okay. At one of the men's things we did years ago, he made that distinction. He was like bothered by it because somebody made a comment. And he was like, I just have to say, that is not fasting. And he like made it. And I was like, dang, that was like, I was like really concise and like almost yeah. a little harsh. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, he's right, though. Yeah. You know, um, so that was a little, little clarification. Okay, flip over. Ready? Oh, he said Bex? No, no, I'm flipping the ones that are done over. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this one's, I don't think you can answer, so I'm sorry. Um, of all uh, church denominations that call themselves Christian, name one that isn't a part of the body of Christ. You don't so think condemn I can a answer? denomination. Like, name one that does that their theology is one that does not have the core parts of the gospel that ensure salvation. I would, uh, what would you consider, like Mormonism, Jehovah Witness? So I guess the reason why it's like hard to say is like, do you think uh, Mormons are, are saved? No, I would say they have a different Jesus. Yeah. Same thing, same thing with Jehovah's Witnesses. They believe in a different Jesus. Who's, same, like Jehovah's Witness, not divine, right? Yeah, he's not God in the, he's not God in the flesh. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's, you know, he's Lucifer's brother and, and things like that. Like it's a different, it's not the gospel. I thought of, and Paul literally says, if you add anything, I mean, he's talking about law, but he says, if you add anything to this gospel, cons- like consider yourself condemned. Like I thought of Jehovah's witnesses. I didn't think of Mormonism though. Cause I didn't, I don't know enough about their core tenets. Well, actually I think Jehovah's witness is closer. So what is more, what, what of Mormonism is counter gospel? I don't want to, I don't want to speak. I know it's further than. Jehovah's Witness, but I don't want to speak and 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 say wrong things. Okay, I don't. Want, oh, I don't want to just you know I don't want to just re- misrepresent a, a a faith. Yeah, but I, I'm almost positive it's a lot further than Jehovah's Witness. But like on, on this card, the ones that they list are of examples. I believe all are say Catholics, Baptists, Anglicans. They all can know the Christ. Yeah, you know through the theology of the Church. Yeah. I do. I mean, would I go to some of those? No. But, right. 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 Um, they all can know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Right. It's beautiful, man. Um, even if Catholicism like got everything else better than the church denomination I'm a part of, there's just a sitting and kneeling thing would count me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it, P90X? Get yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. What do you do when you have doubts about God or Christianity? Hmm. Or maybe you don't. That's a good question. What do I do? Um, first, I evaluate the doubt. I evaluate the doubt and the purpose and like the environment in which the doubt is thriving. 
so or like where like where it came from yes like i look at my like the the environment of my life and what my input is like the only times that i really had like where i start to be like I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like expound upon like what I like the where I am too much because I don't want to instill yeah. doubt in anybody. But like, um, and I don't know. I don't think I've ever in the past since I'm 32, 17 years thought like maybe Jesus isn't my savior. I never have that. But like, just doubts general. Like, God, are you going to do this or not? Like, just mm. general doubts that like in God, like characteristics of God, like God's faithfulness, okay. God, like, and just. It's when my input is from non-Christian thinking people. Like my worldview is being shaped by too many podcasts from people that don't believe in God. And gotcha. so like their, their okay. like thought processes, I become, a, I become f- so familiar with it, become my thought processes. Mm, okay. Like if you just like, um, like um, even if even Jordan Peterson or like Ben Shapiro mm-hmm. or like these guys who like have a faith, it's not necessarily Christianity, yeah. but like you listen to them long enough, like you start thinking in those patterns and then right. all of a sudden like, you know, you're thinking about aliens because Rogan's talking about aliens, and it's like, yeah. Um, I find usually when I have doubts, I have to I have to look at my like environment in which my brain is functioning and its input, and then how I handle that is I just then adjust that environment and read the scripture more. There really is I, because I can't fall back, I can't fall away from the like infallible proofs of the scripture. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. I haven't, yeah, I haven't doubted my salvation or Christ's existence. It's mainly just been like in droughts of my faithfulness to God. I like start to question mm. characteristics of God. Yeah. How about you? Um, what I do or would tend to do would one because I mean, and it sounds cliche, but like just like literally read the word because it is so mind blowing. And like it's connections and this like like Cole was saying, like the million rubber bands and like the whatever whatever analogy you want to give it, like how inspired it is. Um and that would just reassure my faith. But then at the same time, it's like wh- whatever I'm doubting, and this this might be a wrong thing. I know the right, I know the first answer was right, though though cliche. This one might be wrong, but I do do it sometimes and it does help where like I'll, I'll whatever I'm doubting I'll I'll think of like the smartest person I know and that's a believer like and 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 see how they wrestle with whatever I'm thinking and and I'm if I if I know like five percent of what they know and like they've handled this or don't this doesn't doubt like they don't have doubts about this then like who am I to even you know like yeah. but like I could I can't even hold you know or jockstrap and in a knowledge of like in a you know in a knowledge and, battle. Why so would like, you? You know, what I'm also, so like yeah. <laughs> so like I, if, if they're fine with it, then it's like this can't be that. Then it's just my brain overthinking as usual. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you were an Israelite fleeing Egypt, what food would you beg God to drop from the sky other than manna and quail? What food could you basically eat exclusively for a long period of time, specifically forty years? And like okay, and like it wouldn't kill me. I I assume it'd be sustaining sustaining in the same way quail and mana or I don't know. It didn't say that. Uh, so God, I mean, can I pick Reese cups or like what? Are we, yeah, you can. Or that's uh, all you're eating for forty years. I mean, I'll die in two. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, every honestly, like 
it wouldn't honestly it wouldn't be that diff well it wouldn't be that much it wouldn't be that far off i would say like pita bread like soaked like with hummus not soaked but yeah like yeah pita bread with like oil or like hummus so i would want rice with butter salt and chicken in it oh oh wait i didn't know i could pick it. that's like a meal we're talking yeah. like a meal oh yeah, it's okay. good food Okay, I thought it was like literally an. I don't know if it has to bounce on the ground or whatever after it falls, but like okay. they woke up in the morning and it was there. Because that for me, but like oh, man, I would say I don't know my mom's chicken cutlets, dude. They're bussing, as I would say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they slap. <laughs> um, you know, she said the other day in a text I sent her the, uh, <laughs> this song. Um, she said uh, that's a bop. Is that a thing you say? Uh, people say it. Yeah, like who though? Like. Cool people? No, journalists, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what she, yeah. That's right. Um, have you heard that um, Take Me to the River, I Will Swim? Mm, it's just no. like worship school in New Zealand. There's just like two people look like they're 18. Okay. And they wrote this like song. It's very simple, very catchy. Okay. Listen to it, people, if you want. Um, with, I'm thinking like one that has a little protein. I've been eating from since I was a kid. Like my comfort food was always my mom would always make like just a big pot of rice with uh, corn and peas in it, and then would make it for the week. You know, poverty yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And then I would uh, every day now, get, get home. <laughs> yeah, uh, get up, but there's no chicken. There's no protein, yeah, yeah. and then just put like a little bit of pat of butter and then salt, and that would be like that. You know, that's what I would eat for that. Would be our dinner, or like lunch when I needed it. I could eat that for a long time. But without butter, I would choose my answer. I need mm. butter on it. Yeah, I'm going. I'm saying either pita bread or like a chicken, chicken cutlets. cutlets. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, I already asked you that one. Describe a place you have been or something you have seen that reminds you of how mighty God is. All right, how existential or how like detailed do you want? As much as you're willing. So I remember having this weird thing when I was a kid, whenever we'd go on camping trips. Okay. I would wake up before everybody else and I would go like sit by the river and just like before I even really knew that what I was like, I was being all like mature and stuff, mm -hmm. I was just like almost want to cry. I don't know how else to describe it. Like I would just sit by the river and just be like, "Holy mo, this mm. thing is so big!" And just like as a, like an eight year old, what, like, where, like where are you like like, we, like uh, Delaware? Like Delaware we, I go like Delaware Water Gap, or okay. like we went to this place called Bulls Island for a long time. Okay, and I just was always blown away by large mountains and rivers. Like something about like large, wide rivers always remind me of how small I am mm. and how big God is. Um. And even with like, I think anywhere where nature's large. Okay. Oceans. Yeah. Rivers. Montana. Montana. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I think. On a pause. Oh, man. Jeez. On a. On a positive note, I would say um, just like the the beauty of like what wherever it is like uh, 
Well, yeah, same, similar. Like we're like we're land, but this could go two ways. We're like we're land meets water. Okay. And like, um, whether it be like the, it doesn't have to be anywhere crazy, but just like, just like, like it's almost like a river. Where, where you're saying just like the, the harmony of all nature and how it's like, the bed, like the the river bed is like guiding the river, but the river is also like supplying water for the riverbed like the mm-hmm. harmony of everything or just yeah. like where, wherever it is where land and water like connect or like the beauty of it like the ha- the beaches in haiti or uh in the, or the philippines or something like that where it's just like it's like man like this is like it's crazy um yeah. but that could also be negative well i think the reason why i think my mind goes that way is we're we're in like suburbia where it seems like we've we've like mankind has designed a system that's makes us everything interdependent like there's roads there's runoff there's right, right, sewer, right, right, there's right. water systems like it seems like we're disconnected from like, nature we're disconnected but when you go to nature it's much more intricate like by millions of times oh yeah yeah and it's perfect yeah so that's what is different to me it's like I, it kind yeah. of feels like mankind just created this world we live yeah. in where we are because it has yeah and then you go there it's like man god has designed so mm. much like so much more magnificence compared to what i'm used to Oh, dude! If you, but, <laughs> shouts out to Cole, even though he's not here. When you get when you get free time, Google uh, YouTube hexagons are the best hexagons. Yeah, and th- <laughs> <laughs> bro, it talks about like hexagons and like nature and like how bees have literally mm. for like a, for like their uh, what are they called hives? hives? Yeah, pick like the perfect shape that allows the most. Anyway, just watch the video, but it allows the most amount of shapes and the most amount of compact. Okay. But just anyway, animals th- like if you would look zoomed in like an anthill, it's so much more intricate and complex than like our plumbing systems and like, you know, it's just like all things like that. It's just, nature's crazy. Yeah. All right, one more question each. Um, for well, uh, three more um, total. <laughs> okay. My okay. question right now is: create a scenario that explains why Cole is not here right now. So, um, Cole has not told us why he's not here. Okay. And I want you to think of like the most plausible or the most like wild explanation as to why he's not here. And the next time we'll let him choose. Most plausible reason as to why he's not here? Man, I don't uh I mean you probably guessed it right that he ate dinner and then fell asleep. But Oh, that was my guess. But that's your guess, but like, guess what's like a like wild story about like why he's not able to be here. Um, he ran out. Okay, so he today's Monday. He couldn't go Sunday food shopping because he was busy. Okay, Monday. I love yeah, how is, I love you know that routine of his. yeah. Which so so today he goes out around four thirty to go food shopping. Comes back home invasion. <laughs> he gets invaded. Well, he he comes back to a home. That's just that's been invaded. door kicked in, yeah. And they probably Thanks. took his phone, huh? Or yeah, something. he left his phone at home. They took it. That's well, why, no, he that's why he can't text he, us because yeah, because he has Android. But they <laughs> took his laptop. They took his keyboard. They actually gave him an iPhone. They, yeah, they, they, yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> they did him a solid. Yeah, and then yeah, no, I don't know. Okay, that's pretty good. While you were talking, I couldn't I couldn't think of that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, wait, so I was uh, thinking like, I know he like sings. He plays music really loud. And what's that song he always plays in his um, – uh, what's the Maverick song he already does? Uh, Promises. Promises, and then there's the other one. Um, I thank God. Jehovah. It's like Jehovah. Gyra? Gyra. Yeah, yeah. Listen to that real loud. Um, 
this is going to get dark, but like I, I think he probably hit a pole because he was sitting with his eyes closed. Driving? Yeah. Oh, jeez. So I, uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 he's, he's okay, but I'm saying oh, he okay. was probably like he had his hands up. Gotcha. So at least, you know, if he's not okay, he went out yeah. praising. So, <laughs> yeah, God welcome into your arms. Um, Cold but not forgotten. Cold but not forgotten. Colin Barrow, RP. All right. Um, what is, if God appeared to you right now? All right, I have two questions. If, okay. God appeared to you right now, name one. What's the one question you would ask? Um, why ticks? Ah, oh, dude, I was gonna say this. <laughs> <laughs> no, if God appeared to me right now, I would. I would. I don't know if he. My questions like would be like, can you actually give me a good explanation of the Trinity? Like, can I? Like, I would ask like, can you give me a way to understand the hypostatic union of like Jesus being fully man and fully God? Mm. But I don't know if he. Could would uh, you because would be able my to brain, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I had to really legitimately think about that. Mm. Did they ask that, or did you make that one up? No, it's on there. Oh, okay. What's one question you would ask God right now if you, if he came to you? Okay, I'm gonna go. I got rapid fires right here. Yes or no's. Okay. Ready? No. Have you been baptized? Yes. Have you ever sung in a choir? Yes. Have you ever pretended to put money in the offering? No. Have you ever been given a prophecy? No. Have you received communion? Yes. Have you worked or volunteered in church? Yes. When? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever fell asleep during a sermon? Yes. Have you ever spoken in tongues? No. Okay. That was my rapid fire right there. Nice, man. Yeah, I fell asleep. At uh, last year at the men's conference. Okay. At the, yeah, pastor's thing. Um, what is your favorite name for God? Ooh. Favorite name for God. So it could be one that's kind of metaphorical, like like mine would be Shepherd. Okay. I, re- I okay. resonate with Shepherd. Okay. I mean, you're probably going to have some cool Hebrew thing. But, <laughs> uh, but I... I, that's like the most understandable name to understand God's role because I understand shepherd and sheep. Yeah? You have a different life I don't know about? <laughs> no, I've just heard enough sermons. Like, it makes okay. sense. Like, okay. that shepherd, yeah. uh, chef, the sheep are like dumb and deaf. Okay. And then he's willing to lay down his life. He's, he's got the he guards against the wolf. He's got the, you know, all the, all the metaphors make sense to me. Okay. Make me feel... Um, if I'm going by name, I mean, all right. So, so the listeners, if, if, are if, okay. I'm, if I'm going, if I'm going, by, okay. If I'm going by name, um, <laughs> I I just uh, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I I like the. All encompassing and simplicity of Yahweh, mm. like the I am. Um, I but, am was my second one. But if I'm going to, if I'm going by, like you, but you're saying like an allegory or a metaphor, a, a comforter. Okay, it's like a, a descriptor name. Yeah, or I mean, if this is a long one, I don't know if it counts, but sympathetic high priest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, then other than that, I would just say Messiah. Cause that's like all those things. It's interesting. All those things like I am is, is so all encompassing, but like the ones that I resonate with are the ones that are about me kind of like, and how he relates to me, like shepherd, I'm the sheep. Yeah, Messiah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. The guy who needs to be saved. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all right. All right. Last one. What is, okay. Wait a minute. You can do two more. It's our podcast. Favorite book of the Bible and why? Favorite book of the Bible and why? I have hindsight bias for like the most recent thing I've I've read. Okay, um, it's actually not John though. I'd say probably right now Hebrews. That's that's mine too. Is it? Yep. Yeah, I, for a bunch of reasons, but I learned a lot during it, and like a lot of stuff that was once I understood it was almost new, mm-hmm. um, and also. It's very um, accumulative. So yes, yeah. I That's love I the fact say. that like it, it, it's like building like a Jenga block. You know, yeah. It's one after the other. It doesn't fall over at the end. You know? Yeah. To me, it is. If you had to, if you had to spark, if you're like, okay, well, not including the Gospels, but if you were, if you were to spark, if you were like spark notes, everything else in the New Testament, minus the four Gospels, everything mm. else, and you're like, what is the New Testament and what is it doing and what is what's going on? Yeah. Just, here's Hebrews. It, it's it's That's good explaining way, but... everything what's going on and the, and the point of the New Testament and yeah. and everything. And it, I was taught a minute. I I was taught. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. It, it reminds me of like um a Southern Baptist sermon, like the whole thing. Like, you know how they they get like a they build. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Jesus is greater than the angels. Yeah, yeah He's greater yeah. than... And they, yeah, like, yeah. the organ would come in. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The whole thing is written, like, almost to get louder yeah, as it's okay. going, like, a more bold. Yeah. Um, like, the font gets bigger. Right. Yeah. So I... And this, the... Uh, as a person who appreciates good writing, mm. it just reads really, really yeah. well. And it's, like, the most Old Testament book in the New Testament, that in Revelation. Like, it's, so it's, like... To the Jews. Makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> So you're kind of getting the whole Bible in one book, kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It kind of it tracks yeah. almost book by book through the right. Old Testament, which is cool. And then when you get to the penultimate of it, right, and you get to like the pinnacle of the book, it's chapter ten, eleven, twelve mm-hmm. around there. It gets just like it's just like yeah, yeah, like it's like just gr- I don't know. The yeah. conclusions it comes to are amazing. Yeah, it's not crazy long. It's only thirteen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last and, one. Good. Oh, good. Uh, well, then if I had to pick. Pick another one then. Let's be agreed on Hebrews. Pick another one. Um, My second one to avoid your long pause is good. Exodus. Okay, so I got to pick another one. And that might be my other one too. Okay. Because both of those together are like, yep. that's the whole, that's like, that's like, the, you know, the whole Bible. If you have Exodus and Hebrews, you have a pretty good, like, <laughs> yeah. that's like the whole Bible. Yeah. Um, I would say Galatians, because Galatians is Paul taking the take. Seems like he's like taking the theology of Hebrews and correcting incorrect theology in in Galatia, okay. and like and yeah, and like he's like you see it, you see it being manifested in real life. Yeah, um, you know everything with like the, them, them trying to like force circumcision on the on the non Jews and like things like that. If I had picked a letter like that, it would probably be Ephesians. Okay. Um, it just seems like 
if you could just memorize the first three chapters, you just have like the embedded gospel mm -hmm. in your heart. Yeah. Cause it's so, um, just so pure and it's so non frills. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. If I were to write like in the, the gospel fluency book, it has like the first half is like the gospel. It yeah. feels like just a longer Ephesians one through three, right, right, right. which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I would, I, I think uh, I, that's a good span. Like, I think we covered like three amazing books to link together in the past year and a half between um, Hebrews, John, and Exodus. And now like, Acts. So, and now yeah. Acts. So like, they're all the- The heavy hitters. The heavy hitters. Um, yeah, I don't know why Acts isn't in my top, but it's not. I don't know. Maybe we haven't finished it yet. Have yeah, we? yeah. So with, um, as we wrap up, um, we figured out what Cole's doing. We <laughs> he's either uh, got home invasion or car we, accident. We covered a lot of ground um, between all these different questions. All right, one last one. Good, and then we're done. All right, should churches have known political views? Known, um, I think when you. Okay, I'm gonna. I don't want to be. I don't want to get into semantics or anything like that. But I'm gonna. I, I would say they should have known governmental views. Okay. Um, I think there's too much baggage and too much that come that goes behind political, and there's too much corruption and all that. But like governmental views mm -hmm. of like, and I think they should have world views, and I think they should, should know like how what their part can be. And apparently, as you say, I, I say a lot, but like, like, like Paul, like they said about Paul and like, they should know the calling to change, to flip the world upside down. Oh, um, <laughs> like, you know, like, the, I, was, like I was trying to hear what you think I said, but like, I said you um, say yeah, I think they should have known governmental views. So if whatever, whatever that comes with that, like conservative, like abortion and stuff like that. And like, like not necessarily political. So not, I, I know, and I know they overlap a lot. Well, I think, but do, do you know what I mean by that? Like, are like um, politics shouldn't dictate issues. Issues should dictate politics. Yes. So, uh, in a purest form of, of 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 voting, you would look at a platform, look at morals, and then choose that person that best represents your ideological platform, right? So, like, even when you vote, politics should not be involved. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. would church? Right. But do you know what I mean by the difference between what I'm saying? I can't explain it more than I've tried to already, but like- Like the, Romans 13? Like you're talking about like- well, Like idea of government submitting to it and like- And just like the difference between like civil government and moral government and like the government, like self-government and all like the mm. government that like God's instituted from like the beginning to the end and like what we're called to and like like- mm whether it's the new testament go and make disciples well, you know or whether it's the old, whether it's the genesis like have dominion over the earth and like like how we're you know how we're called to represent like the pra the practicality of the gospels and yeah. like the kingdom and it shouldn't be a passive lifestyle yeah so that none of that is really involved in politics. you know what i mean like none of yeah. that is like it does overlap some a lot of times but like i think government is what church should like be more I agree, and I think what's just, what makes views political are titles, like Republican, right. Democrat, yes. yeah. And, yeah. and candidates. So I personally 
libertarians. don't like it. Libertarian. Yeah. I, I personally, no, I'm not saying who I identify. Oh, okay. okay. I personally don't uh, like it when um, pastors discuss candidates. Correct. Promoting I or otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, like, I, even if they're just yeah. like, I heard Biden say this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I don't see the place for that. Right. Um, Unless Let's they just focus said, on like, an issue and attack it from, you know, like I just can't even think. Of, like even if Joe Biden said that, like I hate Christians, you know, like and that, like it was clear what he meant and everything, and then you, you were in your sermon being like, "There's, it's clear that our government is against, you know, our like even that, it's like, I don't know, that's a scenario where it may actually fit what you're saying and right, it's proof, right. but like if he said it, people already know it. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's a turnoff to me when pastors Same. do it. Even when it's not clearly sticky, it just seems like a like when uh, John MacArthur. I, I do respect and, and love that guy. I just have a hard time leveling with him after how much he advocated as a Trump supporter, like right. during the whole thing. Yeah, um, his whole thing is like he separates. Like he doesn't. He didn't vote for a pastor. He voted for a president. So um, like he can separate the idea of like leaders throughout the Bible. Um, like in the Old Testament, were not holy men, but like God appointed them. So he thinks that Trump is like a non-holy man that God appointed as part of His plan for redemption. Um, yeah, so it's Nebuchadnezzar, Nero. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So, but he's. But uh, what I'm saying I, is, but then you have to. I think I think what gets lost in the words is like, um, supporter. Like, yeah, I'm a. It's one thing to be a Trump voter, but to be a Trump supporter, like I don't like. How do you support? Yeah, him? I don't support this guy's. Uh, Antics. I don't support his Twitter. I don't support his, his like yeah. yeah his rhetoric. I don't support any of that. If you're talking about it, uh, what's behind his, his policies, platform, yeah. yeah, but yeah, you can be a Trump voter, but saying that you're a Trump supporter means you support them. Them, like when they speak, you support his like yeah emphasis on certain like you know and that's a heavy implication, like, right? Uh, you uh, do you support your spouse? You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Like how many? Right. <laughs> like what does that even mean? And, um, and going with the same thing that MacArthur's talking about, like I think God. Well, it says that. I mean, like, I think God used and appointed Nebuchadnezzar for a certain thing. I don't think he supported a lot of his decisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, that's the, like, so there's a difference. Mm. Yeah. All right. So um, next week, we'll let you know how Cole's doing. And um, we will uh, be moving on. We have an eye on the bituaries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. On <laughs> um, the side of the road, the little cross. Um, all right, guys. You've encountered. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into the Encounter podcast and being part of the Encounter community. We treat this podcast as a ministry. We pray for it. We pray for our listeners, and we pray that the guests and the information and the gospel that we share on this channel and this media platform are always and only glorifying to Christ and Christ alone. And while we do that, guys, our podcast sometimes spans one to three hours. So if you hear anything that you disagree with while we are speaking, which is highly likely, be Berean Christians, you have a few options. The first one would be to take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. The second one would be to know that your and our authority should be and always be the scripture. So before you take anything at our word, please open the pages of your Bible, read them, and find out what absolute truth looks like. 
find it. And then the next step would be to reach out to us. And we would love to learn from our listeners um, as you are listening <laughs> through a one-way communication to about our podcast. So please reach out to us with questions, concerns. We want to be held accountable. We want to have conversations. We want to see actual growth. But first, take a deep breath. Second, open your Bible. And three, give us a shout out. Have a blessed week.